BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. This is a transformative time for black America. Our income is at an all-time high, and the opportunity for economic empowerment is unprecedented. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. Build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com slash blueprints. Billy the Bat Boy's Corner is presented by Up On Game Presents. The podcast feed features a diverse lineup of shows featuring entertaining and authentic personalities with unique perspectives and opinions driven by sports and pop culture. Among the programs are Conversations with a Legend with LeVar Arrington, Stay a While with Tommy Vincent, Pity Left Hook, Straight Facts, what are those? Business of Esports and Billy the Bat Boy's Corner, which is available on iHeartRadio and everywhere podcasts are heard. Today we are joined by Chicago Cubs prospect Chris Clark. Chris, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Much appreciated. Yeah, now let's start it off by talking about your college days. You attended the University of Southern California. What kind of experience do you have playing there? I mean, I know I only went to one college, but I can really only say it was second to none. I mean, it was USC and the school is just, it's beautiful. The campus is unreal with all the brick and um, the people there are really nice. And I know it's corny to say like the networking thing, but USC has such a good group of people that all want to stay together rather than just be together. Right. I think that's what makes the school so valuable, especially the education. That's great. Now, in 2019, the Cubs drafted you in the fourth round, pretty high in the draft. Can you talk about when you found out that you were drafted? Um, honestly, that was one of the most stressful days of my life. <laughs> uh, I kind of blacked out for about two, three hours because I was sort of like, I mean, I wasn't exactly the greatest player. 
you know, I just had a good year and I worked really hard for it. And when it came to that day, I felt like I could either slip through the cracks or I could finally be noticed. Then all of a sudden my agent texted me, fasten your seatbelt. And I was like, I'm on a couch, man. We don't have any seatbelts on this <laughs> thing. And literally five seconds later, my name got picked. And I was like, oh my God, I, like I did it. Like I never thought that those were gonna be words that I'd ever heard before. So the fact that they came out just meant so much to me because it finally felt like that whole year had added up to something that was worth it. That's awesome. Now, you know, so far you spent a season in pro ball, played in single A in 2019 and recorded a 1.96 ERA in eight starts, very solid numbers. What were some lessons that you've learned from when it comes to settling in to the culture of professional baseball? I was way more relaxed than I ever thought. Um, also very individual base. Um, but I feel like the Cubs are pretty unique in the way that they handle their new players. I mean, we were kind of like sort of like urged into it. Like we didn't really have like a lot of pressure and like getting hot, like super fast. I mean, we got there and we started building back up again. Um, and then like, it was probably like a month before I actually got sent up to Eugene to start playing rather than like most teams where you just go start playing immediately, yeah. you know? So I really like that because my arm definitely needed the break after a long season. But I mean, it's a great group of guys. And in Eugene, I had such a good time, except for my, I get bloody noses a lot. Right. And Eugene is right next to the Willamette River. Okay. Willamette in native tongue means sickness because of the pollen. Right. So I had bloody noses like every other day that just like oh, wow. didn't stop. So there were a couple of times where I had to pitch with like a tampon up my nose for a couple innings in those eight starts. There were definitely two or three of them where I was like, I had a little cotton ball up there. <laughs> I needed to make sure that I didn't get blood all over my jersey. Right, right. Oh, well, well hopefully, hopefully it won't be there next year. Hopefully it'll be in yeah. high A. <laughs> well, I've heard that um, Eugene got shifted over to the Giants organization. Okay. Because of the short season, you know, slash or whatever. Right. Which they is got a to see that short season's gone because it's such a valuable league. Mm. But at the same time, it's just another level. I mean, if right. you could take out a level, I mean, that's just going to make everybody move faster. So yeah, I mean, we, we saw a lot of that with with the uh, the teams being eliminated from the organizations, and uh, even in the MLB, you had guys getting called up from Double A, skipping different levels, and you know, it's it's a whole mess right now. And I guess next year we'll see how everyone's placed where you know where everything goes and and they'll probably change how organizations look at how they promote their players possibly yeah i mean i definitely think that the uh the whole game has definitely changed especially with not only that level being cut out but with 60 75 even on some teams 100 guys have been let go which is right. unfortunate um but it's been something that's been talked about for a while now. I mean, probably five, six years it's been talked about. You know who actually stopped it? Was Joe Biden. Really? Not that I'm gonna comment anything political, but Joe Biden and Commissioner Manfred had a meeting and Joe said, 
that you got 75, 50, 75,000 jobs in like the short season, like lower apparatus of like baseball. Like, why would you want to let those go? Yeah. In the next year, it got cut. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's whatever, but. Um, we'll probably see a lot more of the uh, independent leagues. I mean, I'm, uh, you know, always involved with independent ball and, you know, I've seen lots of teams join those leagues and even the partner leagues for uh, collegiate prospects, um, you know, a lot of high level stadiums are joining those leagues. You know, Trenton Thunder was the Yankees affiliate and, you know, I'm pretty somewhat close to that stadium. It's a nice facility, but they're, you know, now in a collegiate league. So we'll see a lot of, you know, flux with you know those stadiums and the players and you know i'm sure not all players will have an opportunity now but you know if they have an opportunity to play somewhere and, and still continue their careers i'm sure that'll be something that you know will hopefully work out for them for the better yeah and i actually really like seeing that because i mean it is such a small market for professional baseball players that if there could be even just 10% of major leagues funds going towards actually developing players in like college ball, summer ball, um, other places where, you know, there's more kids and they're always going to be cycling through. I mean, you've only got like 1400 picks, 1500 picks every single, not even anymore. Now it's only like five rounds. Right. So if there could be another, like a more of an emphasis on, like college players and in my opinion, especially high school players, because this whole pandemic kind of screwed them up yeah, it to commit. I think that would definitely be great for the game of baseball because that would just make it more accessible. Yeah. I mean, even with you just mentioned the five rounds, I think MLB might bump it up to 20 and keep it there, but that's still cutting in half of the original 40 that they, that they had before. And so teams will have to look at, how they evaluate players in a different way because if a guy didn't get drafted they'll end up having to play in one of these other leagues and they'll have to have more of an open mind and and consider those guys because they didn't get that opportunity you know to get drafted and say the 10th round or, or you know or even you know even the 15th or 20th rounds mm-hmm. yeah i definitely think that's a good move by them i i do personally feel that there should be like 35 rounds Right. Or 40, you should have like a roster like every year coming through. But I feel like after even a long time ago, it used to be 60 rounds where you have that draft kind of structuring the whole system. Yeah. And the systems remain the same, even though it's dropped to 40 rounds. Now it's down to five. Maybe it goes back up to 20. But eventually I feel like baseball should just be Single, double, triple A, big leagues. Right. I mean, why would you want to jump like five different levels? I mean, everybody's get, everybody's really good already at those levels. Why would you want to spend another year when you could be making, I don't know, half a mil? Like, let's, right. let's, help, let's help each other out here. Yeah. And we're seeing a lot of that with, you know, guys who are, you know, in their low 20s making this to the big leagues after only playing, you know, a year or two in an organization, a guy got drafted this year on the, on the white Sox, and you know, that lefty reliever and he made it to the big leagues without playing in the minor leagues. It's, it's pretty crazy, but we'll see. Maybe we'll see more of that moving forward. Maybe only a couple years of, of minor league experience will be the norm. And I mean, we'll see. It's only time will tell 
uh, what'll happen in the future. Yeah. Now, going back to what you were saying and, you know, your own uh, personal experiences, what pitches do you throw? And are there any that are in the works uh, that you've improved on since the 2019 season? Um, Yeah. So I think most people know me as like a fastball slider guy, Mm -hmm. but the slider is actually a curveball. Okay. Yeah, it's a slurve, but it's a spike curve, but I kind of throw from like this arm slot. So kind of sweeps across um but on top of that i used to have a slider in 2019 now it's morphed into a cutter okay and i throw another fastball a two seam and a change up so five pitches total wow um but i mean i guess you need a lot now when you're gonna be a starter but i've always thrown the two seam four seam so that's not really a big deal um the curveball is probably the bread and butter pitch Mm -hmm. and when i was in spring training this year they introduced me to a cutter grip and I know nothing about a cutter. So they're like, all right, just, just throw it. They're like, you're going to hold it like this and you're just going to throw it. And I was like, okay. So I threw it and it was 89. Wow. I was like, how? I did it again. It went, I was like, what? And so this whole pandemic, my main focus has been structuring that cutter into sequences that I already have and also making it not be a slider if that makes sense right I mean there there are definitely days where I'm playing catch with it and I'm like oh wow that's moving a lot but it's like I also just took off like eight miles an hour yeah which is not the purpose of the pitch right Mm -hmm. so it's not really a matter of how good it feels it's just it just needs to move that much and look like a fastball so I feel like this whole pandemic actually gave me a really good opportunity to learn how to throw that pitch. Right. And after instructs, I received some info that, you know, it's going well and I kind of like using it. So it's a good pitch and we'll see where 2021 takes it. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, 
sports, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Yeah, I mean, I've been talking to a lot of guys. I think the past three segments I've spoken about, you know, those pitches and how they've sometimes morphed into one pitch or, you know, your curveball and slider. They can morph into a pitch or kind of like uh, intertwine and it's not as effective. Do you find it challenging to, you know, have that distinction between all of your pitches and be able to control them and command them in the zone? Um, not really. But I think that also comes down to grips. Mm. I mean, I'm throwing a spike curve. I mean, so that's very different than just like an offset fastball cutter grip. So the mentality kind of follows that path where it's pretty different. Um, I definitely think a lot of amateur players nowadays that are trying to teach themselves, say, like a slider or a curveball, often make the mistake of choosing a grip that's too similar. Okay, yeah. So... Over time, I can see how, you know, the pitches can morph into one another. And I'm not going to say this guy's name, but he plays for the Cardinals. And he used to throw an invisible. This He used to throw a curveball, which was really a slider, but I called it an invisible. Because okay. the thing would teleport. It would just be here and then be over there. <laughs> it was like, it was really not fun to play catch with. And right. And he's like, okay, like I'm throwing this. And he goes, I'm going to add a slider. And I'm like, you already kind of have a slider. And that that player actually wound up morphing his two pitches into an average slider. Mm. And he experienced a negative year because of it. Mm. Thankfully, uh, he's worked his way back into it. And now he's one of the worst guys to play catch with ever. Because everything (laughs) is. And I'll go back and I'll play catch with him in L.A. And. I mean, the dude is, he's going to be nasty. I mean, he already is nasty. He just needs to uh, have a couple of people look at him. Right. Yeah. Wow. Now, you just mentioned that your season was canceled, and you just mentioned also how that time was a great time to, you know, work on your pitches and how you were able to, you know, kind of even design them and really uh, put them into your repertoire. Do you feel that was a major setback for you? Or do you think that, you know, I know you're not facing live hitters, but there was a time that was spent on great growth. Yeah. I mean, I feel like productive wise, I feel like I was definitely, I took advantage of the moment and learning how to throw this cutter. Um, But I feel like mentally for everybody more than anything, that was the biggest like blow. I mean, for me, like, I feel like I've sort of 
lost that edge on like competing because it's been like so long. So now I'm I'm playing like golf, tennis, you know, and that like competition side of me is coming out. Yeah. So I mean, I know I still have it. I'm still having a good time with it, but like. I mean, man, it just makes me miss baseball even more when I get into a sport and I'm so focused from like, I just wish I could be pitching, right. you know? So I feel like mentally I'm just so over this year and I'm so ready to just get into 2021 because I know that I'm going to take every pitch as though it's my last rather than it being in the past and being like, well, that was a bad outing. Because I mean, I feel like Everybody that stayed around this game is going to have a very, a very increased, you know, gratitude towards how they feel for baseball. And that's more important for the game than anything right now, because not a lot of people watch baseball anymore. Right. And it's tough. I mean, you know, the younger audience is something that people need to, the MLB needs to really focus on uh, gaining. And sometimes, you know, a lot of, players in high school are you know not playing baseball they're playing lacrosse or other sports instead and you know that could have an impact on the future of uh, viewership of the game but I also think that the how younger players in the game are, are treating it you know you have the thing with the how the you know the younger players are you know having fun with it and enjoying the game at the big league level I think that'll probably have an impact on the entertainment aspect of the game. Oh yeah, definitely. And I feel like the, the mic'd up things, you know, when they have like players in the field and they're mic'd up, I'm like, I'm a player. And I'm like, that's the coolest thing ever. The fact that you're getting that commentary, especially when they slip up and say a curse word, that just makes me laugh. Right. The whole, you know, interaction between the media and the players, especially in game. I mean, that can't, I mean, I can't not have a positive effect on everybody that's a younger generation. And I feel like baseball is finally making a turn. It's also kind of fighting itself with Manfred at the helm. Mm-hmm. I and mean, the dude hosted a gold glove ceremony on election day. <laughs> I don't know how many people are watching that. But, right. I mean, I definitely think baseball is starting to make a turn into becoming more of a mainstream sport. Um and that's, that's more to do with the players and how they interact with the media than anything else. Because I feel like you got basketball, you got football. Those two sports have always been heavily media. I mean, you got um, Dennis Rodman in the last dance. He said, you know, I'll play the game for free, but I get paid for the bullshit. Now you finally have the media coming over to baseball and taking up sides. I mean, I feel like Fernando Tatis Jr. is definitely getting a lot of attention. You got Aaron Judge, who's a monster. And there's all these new star players that are so good at what they do that it's no longer like average guys can play this game. Right. And when you have these superstars that are talking to the media, all these younger guys, I can't help but imagine that they're listening and going like, hey, I want to be like him. Right. So we'll see in about 15 years time where baseball goes, but I definitely feel like it's turning around the right way. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot different than it was years ago. You know, when the, the younger guys have more of a voice now, you know, years ago, they were more afraid to, you know, talk and be more outgoing. 
uh, because, you know, it was a lot more like hazing and stuff like that, you know, when you're a rookie. But now they're, you know, they're doing what they should be doing and, you know, promoting the game. And that's the direction that it'll be moving in the future. So that's really uh, something to look forward to. And uh, going back to your showers in this <laughs> first game, <laughs> going back to, uh, you know, yourself, you're a tall guy, six, seven. Do you feel that you've been able to use your height to your advantage on the mound? Um, I mean, I can't say no, because I don't really know what it's like to be short. <laughs> I can kind of hit my head on a lot of stuff when I walk around, <laughs> but um, I feel like mechanically, and it, it's weird to say it, but like one of the things that I focus on is staying tall mm. and throwing from top to bottom. Right. That way, if I mean, if I'm staying as tall as I can for as long as I can, when I start to go to the plate, everything will move with the slope of the mound. Right. Because if I make myself a dude that's six foot four, I'm just hurting myself. Mm-hmm. And that would be by like bending my leg or getting too far out front. You know, just getting the body out of rhythm to where I'm actually fighting myself to throw the ball. So one of the main things I actually focus on, and I feel like everybody should, is to stay tall. Because the taller you are, the more you can use the slope for power. Mm -hmm. And it's easier, too, to get that downhill action on the ball. So, you know, you're you're already tall. So releasing it, you know, even up top is is getting that downhill uh, action on the ball. Yeah, definitely. I, I oh, what's funny though is I throw from here and I throw from the arm slot of a guy that's five ten. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But it's coming from, you know, it starts up here, but it yeah. works way down, and that's that's probably I would imagine what gives the ball the life that it has. Right. Right. Now I ask yeah, this question to it. witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other, as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, 
sports, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Now, I ask this question to all the prospects that I talk to. Is there anyone you've modeled your game after or someone who has influenced your game along the way? Oh, man. I mean, so many people have influenced my game. Um, Chad Smith, who used to pitch for the Tigers and the A's, he's sort of been my mentor. And three years ago, I mean, three years ago, I threw 88. I mean, I was just average for college, you know, like, I mean, 88, 91, like nobody's really, nobody's really taking too much, you know, from that. But Chad sent me to a guy named Bill Sizemore. And Size is one of the very few guys I've ever met in this game that solely works with like high school and college kids on development and like true development. Um, And he actually taught me how to use my legs to throw. And it was one bullpen. It was one pen where he's like, all right, do this. And it just got my hips a little bit out in front. It got my body with a little bit of lean. And I mean, that summer went from throwing 88, 91, 1994. And then that season, it went to like, you know, like 92 plus. Wow. And I was like, I've never experienced that power. And because I was using my body more efficiently, I was actually able to throw more strikes. Yeah. So, I mean, he was a pitching coach with the Pirates and the Marlins, but Bill Sizemore was probably the number one reason that I was capable of getting to where I'm at today. Yeah. He also taught me the curveball. Which oh, is, wow. Yeah. I mean, I think that sort of speaks for itself. Right. I mean, any, guys say any little adjustment can really make an impact and change someone's career. And, uh, you know, even mechanically, is there anyone that you've, you know, say there's a, you know, someone who's comparing you to a current big leaguer. Is there anyone that you've witnessed that might be similar to how you play on the, and your mechanic? Um, I mean, I try not to think about that too much, if mm-hmm. I'm honest. Right. Uh, I mean, I've been told that I look like Bumgarner from the right side. Okay. I always question it because, I mean, if I look like Bumgarner from the right side, I mean, how do I look like Bumgarner? (laughs) You know, like, so, and when it comes to, like, that whole thing, I just feel like I try and avoid trying to look like other people because there are so many things with my body, especially with past injuries that I try and avoid, like, power sections coming from that when I throw, I just try and keep it, just keep it real, keep it me. Um, and then hopefully maybe one day some kid will be like, oh, I throw like Chris Clark, but, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, 
it's always good to uh you know stay in line with what you know you know and not you know take too much from other guys and replicate them because you see a lot of kids who are trying to replicate guys and trying to mess around with different stances if they're a hitter or or, or mechanics if someone's a pitcher and it could end up hurting them you know you want to be able to do use what's best for you and what uh you know how your body moves because everyone's body moves differently so i mean that's that's definitely important to uh be be true to how your body moves as an athlete i mean i definitely think that that's the big thing but with that being said there are definitely staples that need to be Mm -hmm. put into like everybody's mechanics i suppose like um like if you're a hitter while you're swinging, your head can't be moving. Mm-hmm. If your head's moving, you're going to see two different balls and you're going to swing at the wrong one every time. Right. Uh, if you're a pitcher, you got to make sure that you're using your legs to throw so your hips have to be pretty flexible and you have to make sure that they're leading when you go to throw. That's a staple to making sure that you just stay healthy. Right. Um, but those are things you get taught in like the high school realm mm-hmm. that those superstar players just jump all the way up to the top. It wasn't something that I got taught until college. So, I mean, a big part of that, I feel like, is actually just coming across somebody that knows what they're talking about. Because you could take a stadium, you could take Oakland A Stadium, and you could play every single big league that's ever played. You're not going to fill it up. I don't, even, I don't even think you'd get halfway. <laughs> and, like, most of them are dead. So, yeah. That'd be kind of weird if you had them sitting in the stands. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the last question I want to ask you today is what advice you would give to younger prospects, whether in high school or college, who might be going through that process of recruitment or getting drafted? Um, I mean, I feel like there are a lot of things that I can say. But I have a growth mindset. I definitely think that the moment you shut your mind off to new ideas, you will stay stagnant forever. Um, There was this line that we learned in in Strux this year, and it was like, a growing fruit is growing, but a ripe fruit is rotting. So you have to make sure that you're constantly letting yourself grow Um, take new information with a grain of salt and filter it for yourself and understand what works because take it from me. I was, uh, I was pretty arrogant out of high school. I mean, every kid that comes off of their high school team is the best player and they enter themselves into a world where they're all of a sudden average. Mm. So if you show up with the mindset that you're the best and that nothing needs to change, everybody around you will continue to prosper where you'll stay where you're at. So don't ever tell yourself in any sport that you're where you need to be because when someone comes along that could actually help you, you'll just shut them out and you won't even know it. Awesome stuff. Chris, I appreciate you coming on and enjoy the off season. Yeah, man. I appreciate you. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. If you're ready for an epic family vacation, there's no better place than sunny Orlando. Exciting thrills, never-ending food festivals, fresh new dining experiences, outdoor adventures, and Florida's natural springs, and so much more. Orlando has it all. And Visit Orlando's vacation planners can help you plan the perfect trip. In Orlando, anything is possible, if you can imagine it. And that's what makes Orlando unbelievably real. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com.